Herb. Yo, I don't think we should talk about oh, this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? No, but that's a part of life. Co-host Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have had as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topic. Sassy, not sexy. Mm-hmm. So as recital season has come to a close and we are in the midst of our summer, some of us ending our summer, some of us going a month strong into it, I want to talk about sexy and how, so the reason why I say sassy, not sexy, is the big thing I always tell my girls and my guys is that until you're 18, you can only be sassy. You cannot be sexy before 18. And the reason why I say this is because while I want our children to be calm, confident and strong, I think when you start using the word sexy or sex as a descriptor to the dances that they're doing, we break into a whole nother territory that they are not mentally prepared for. Mm-hmm. And my follow-up when I often hear my students talking about things that they absolutely shouldn't be, I always say don't do adult-type things unless you're ready for adult-type consequences. And I have mm-hmm. seen dance teachers and choreographers and studio owners let certain dances go up on stage, be it certain moves or certain costumes, and then they see how the audience, in particular a group of dirty boys, reacting to their performance, and then they feel extremely self-conscious. And then they're concerned whether they compromise their students just for this amazing dance piece. My other thing, too, is why um, has it become such a large I guess it's always been in the dance industry you know someone can sit here and argue Fossey with me back and forth which you probably don't want to do since I did an entire dissertation on it hello um but why is it that right now with all the tv competition shows and the huge competition circuit that why is sex so important why is being sexy and promoting sex and dance why is that the most important thing versus the technique or telling a different type of story or can I be sassy? Can I be sweet? Can I be timid? Can I show a love story? Why does it have to be about sex? And I think, well, I, I think that has to be our upcoming episodes. We've got to finally start talking about these dance shows. There's so many of them. We, yes. can, we need to start cranking them out. But I think that's a major point to sell because currently what's on the air right now is World of Dance. And the big issue that I have with that one is that you don't see too many midriffs from our girls but the boys are constantly shirtless Mm -hmm. and again there is nothing wrong with that but again you're still and most for the most part these are young men so they're all aware of their choices and again dancers it'd be hot we don't typically wear clothes so i understand the the comfortability that comes with this but i think you also have to caution when these are younger dancers and i think the why behind it is important the biggest issue the biggest issue is that sex sells Mm -hmm. So for 
music videos, uh, commercials, concerts. I have no problem with guy or girl being sexy because you're selling music, you are selling the latest product. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But when I'm looking at a team of competition dancers and they're all in sports bras and mini skirts with four inch heels on, I go, okay, well this, yeah, there was a real competition where I went to, uh, I watched a team of girls in four inch heels. Great. I was very uncomfortable just because ankles, but let alone, I'm also like, you're showing so much skin and there were no tights involved. So I just go, well, what what are we selling here? Because if if we're selling what I think we're selling, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. So I think, uh, let's start at the beginning. At what age do you feel like sexy is okay and it should when do you feel like it should be sassy um i think that there is i i think that you know truly understanding what sexy is and and sex is is not going to happen until 18 and older however Mm -hmm. i understand that some people you know choose to partake in life choices earlier than that and that's fine we're not judging anyone I do still think though that so okay so there's two things to this there's two parts Mm -hmm. to this I think that probably around 16 17 is when you can really start to understand what sexy means and the difference between sexy and sassy and therefore Mm -hmm. I feel like you can start to dabble in I don't want my dance to be sassy um, I want my dance to be sexy. Okay, well, why? What does that mean? And if you can tell me why, what it yes. means, why you want it to feel this way, I think we can start to have that conversation. I also think, unfortunately, and this is not just in dance, but in a lot of life things, um, when younger people choose to have sex earlier in life, and again, no judgment, but when you choose to have sex earlier in life, you just then think that I am sexy. I know what sex is. I know what sexy is. I know how to portray it when you still probably don't. So to me, it's got to be like, when is it okay to be like, I want to be sexy in a dance number. I want to be sexy in this performance. You need to explain to me what is the difference and why it has to be this way. And honestly, you know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of Black Swan. Mm. In that movie in particular, where the director has a moment with uh, Natalie Portman. And first of all, I don't know why she's a lefty doing fuetes, but whatever. But it's, it, you know, there's a moment where he's like, how do you, how can you know what sex is when you haven't experienced this, this, and this? Yes. And I think, and again, so that, I think that is something, there is something to be said for that. And again, uh, this is a profession. I think I think there is something very big to be said for that. Oh, absolutely. But that also depends. That's on... That's a gr- that's also a grown woman and yeah, not a conversation for say, a that child. On your and I think again, I think at 16, 17 and 18 we can start to have this conversation and be prepared for it. But I also think you as a choreographer, dance teacher or studio owner, if you're not ready to have those frank conversations with your with your students about why your pe- they want a sexy piece or why they should be sexy... Then you don't need to have it. Then they don't need to have the peace. And I think that's my bigger thing. If you're not ready to have that heart conversation with them, or with mom and dad to be like... I agree. Because I know the thing... Again, I constantly have fathers yelling at me when I do certain things that I don't see as bad, and I go, I have no problem changing it. I don't want your dad angry at me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I just also think that... um, 
I think that, yeah, as a dance teacher and as a choreographer, what again, what is the point? If you cannot have a very clear argument to your students and your parents why you want to do this piece, then what's the, even, what's the point of the piece? Because nine times out of ten, these quote-unquote sexy dances we see, the point isn't about sex or to be sexy. Nope. And it, and it just becomes lost because there's no story being told, honestly. Right. right. And there, I do think there are moments where it can be justifiable, but also, again, it's up to the people in charge to know what they're doing. Because I thought about, uh, so when I was in high school, I was a part of Georgia Thespians, and we always did these big, huge opening numbers, which mm-hmm. is like a cabaret of multiple numbers. And we did uh, Life Up on the Wicked Stage. Mm-hmm. And so the whole song is about this girl who looks very young and sweet and innocent, but she, you know, so the whole number, she, but she's surrounded by prostitutes. Like, everyone is dressed as if they are prostitutes. Mm. And so for the opening number, we had the dance court. The dance court, we were all beautiful-looking people in great shape. So we were in burlesque-type outfits, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, covered. But, like, lingerie, so you're seeing midriffs and skin, you know, like... If you had on a slightly more revealing bra, you know, we didn't get complete. The girls didn't completely get yelled at. Right. You know, guys are shirtless or, you know, revealing a lot of skin. Right. So they did Life Upon the Wicked Stage. And the boys, we did Full Monty. Mm. You know? And yeah. so, like, we were shirtless and, like, thrusting and grinding on the air. Like, audio- again, Thespian Conference is for high schoolers. So, like, it was high schoolers towards high schoolers. So, like, it was very... It received more playful, jokingly laughs and fun than right. any, hopefully, dear God, than anyone looking at us in a sexual manner. But again, the whole point of that year's theme was discovery. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, these are things you discover your body, mm-hmm. your self, sexuality, something that you discover. Whoa. So it worked with the theme, but we had some real hard talking to with our director there- prior being like, that you will not misbehave. These are, again, if you're not comfortable doing a move, or I remember Carol, our choreographer, was a female, and so she went to the guys. If I'm have you, if I'm asking something that you don't want to do, please speak up. Yeah. I have I have accommodations for everything right. that we feel is risque, and if something that I say isn't risque and it is risque to you, let me know. Let so me know so we can change it. Well, you know? I think I think that that's so smart, and and I'm remembering um, someone I know did a production of Sweet Charity yeah. with teenagers. And, um, you know, there's this whole argument on Fosse, and Fosse had all, you know, everything's about sex and sexuality, Mm -hmm. and and it is. The answer is yes, it is, but for reasons of his fascination with the female body. Yes. And the way it moves, and what stories it can tell. But there's also... That's also very hard to explain to children It's very hard to explain to children, and also, if you truly study Fosse, you realize that never... Any type of his movement is overtly sexual. You're not crotch-shotting the audience. You're not doing these crazy splits on somebody. You're not, like, hugging your legs around somebody. Like, it's it's done in a very subtle way, which is a completely other conversation and another topic maybe for another day. But I'm going to I remember this director in Big Spender um, wanted yeah. the girls to lay on the ground on their backs and split their legs open. So the whole audience got a, you know, got a no nice crotch, crotch shot. shot. 
And None. The, it's never okay. The, uh, it's just not. The director of dance for the, the department in which this production was being done, um, he Ugh. had to speak to the director of the show, Sweet Charity, and go, listen, I've directed Sweet Charity a hundred billion times. I have other people who can do it. Sweet Charity, this number, Big Spender, is not about crotch shots. It's not about a woman trying to physically have sex with a man. And furthermore, these are teenagers. And if you can't even just, like, I, he's like, you're not even doing Fosse justice in this number right now. So there's no way that I can say that you're even, you're doing these teenagers justice. And it had to be no. changed. And it was a conversation that adults had to have with another adult because in his mind, he was like, well, it's Fosse and that means I can do whatever I want. First of all, the dance gods say no to that in general. Yep. Fosse is a hard train styled that yep. not everyone can do. It takes a lot of work and no. Also, on a small side note, they've just been approved. I think Lemuel Miranda's producing it, but there's going to be a, a Fosse and Gwen Vernon television show that's oh, coming Oh, yes, out. yes, I did see that. Cannot yes. wait. But, fo- like, the dance gods know, you don't get to do whatever you want. Fosse is a codified style, and I know some people that I have worked under that will fight you over this technique. Yes. It's just, it was just one of those things where, again, you know, when the, the department had went in, was like, why are we doing this? And he's like, well, it's Fosse. That's not a justification for making children. I mean, t- they were teenagers. Teenagers. And older teenagers, but still children, still under 18, do a sexually explicit move for no reason. I just, and I, so the whole crotch shot thing, there was a moment in college where a professor that, Thank goodness, did not last very long at my college because my department said we're like, no. This particular professor chose to do a dance where like every five, it was a modern piece and it was like floor work and stuff, but they would like uh, swing their legs, swing their legs, and then they would swing over their legs over their shoulder oh, into okay. a split, which sure. created a lovely crotch shot, and then they would come down, then swing the other direction. Mm-hmm. So there was like, Essentially, a four-minute piece where you just see everyone's crotch. Mm-hmm. And while that, and to be fair, that is a building block that does occur in floor movement, is to learn how to swing over your body. Yes. Like it is a building block, but that, to me, should not be the finished product where all your underbits are specifically aimed towards the audience. And I know there was one particular moment that was just too heavy. There were the, again, our director of dance stepped in and was like, hey, can we just, like, rotate this so that happens to the back so we just aren't getting, you know, like, a minute straight of everyone's crotch at the audience? Right. And the choreographer, everyone said it went smooth, but I feel like it got pushed back. Um, I didn't particularly care for this professor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I even skipped out on her warm-up because each professor took a day warming up for the concert. Mm -hmm. And on her day, I miraculously was asleep. Yeah. Um, no one found out. My friends knew, because my friends knew my hatred for this woman. But here or there. So I think you definitely, again, when it comes to certain moves, crotch shots are just out for me. Um, grabbing of the breast. Grabbing of the crotch. Yeah. It's ne- cute when Michael Jackson did it, but, but that man is dead and gone, and yeah, you are not him. And, and never necessary. Literally, unless you're him reincarnated, which you're not, not necessary at all. Or even when it shows up in hip-hop, 
I yeah, w once I think wouldn't bother me once or twice really wouldn't bother me I don't think mm -hmm. because it would probably happen so quickly okay. but if you're doing it numerous times enough where I go why are you touching yourself right exactly that's like, when explain. I go and there have been numerous hip-hop videos where I go why are you touching yourself yeah. or I see dancers go I, I I get the heart hitting mentality but there are ways to go about it without having to grab your crotch yes that doesn't make any sense to me yeah, I agree. So I don't know. There are just certain, there are just certain moves. I think you have to be cautious behind it and careful with it. And I think it's one of those things of. And this is speaking to even like our professionals or our young professionals. Nudity or how much you're willing to reveal of your body, is always and will always ultimately be your choice. Mm -hmm. And so I say this because there are. There are burlesque performers that strip down to pasties and thongs. Mm -hmm. There are burlesque dancers that strip down to a washcloth. Yep. And your butt's completely out. If that is not what you want to do, if that is not what you, if that's not your type of art, it's just not your type of art. Right. I was just going to say that. I think that just goes into who are you as a person and what are you comfortable with because... In terms of dance, too, in a dance performance, if you're not comfortable being, quote-unquote, sexy or having less clothing on, you're mm -hmm. not going to be giving your full performance, which in turn means your performance is not going to be sexy. Because sexy and is not just about how I look, but it's also about the vibe I'm giving off mm -hmm. and how I feel in my own body. And so if... I don't feel sexy. If I don't feel comfortable, then to the outside eye, the dance probably doesn't look sexy. So then we go, is it even necessary for this to be sexy? And again, there there's the stereotype, I should say, but it's still slightly true of the Vegas showgirl and the topless shows. Mm -hmm. You know, or even on the guy end, there's a whole musical called Naked Boy Singing yep. that is still running off Broadway and has tours. I think yeah. I have a friend. I think that's in it right now. He posted a picture or two from the dressing room. Um, they were close, mm -hmm. but it's always like I said. So there, there are moments where you, as a dancer, as a performer, have to have that conversation with yourself about going from sassy to sexy, because very quickly, again, we talked about musicals and and performances that we did in high school where they are on the borderline of sexy. And then the minute you hit college, cabaret is being done. Yeah. And, every, you know, yeah. everyone, you know, or even a chorus line. And a common yes. song in a chorus line is uh, tits and ass. Yeah. And plastic surgery. And also, like, knowing for yourself <laughs> what is the difference between sassy and sexy. And that's not, the thing is, like, we can sit here and we can say our takes on it. And mm -hmm. we can say, you know, this is, this is yes. the, the, defi the di you know, dictionary definition. But it really is a feeling. And it is how you feel the difference between sassy and sexy. And what are you trying to portray? Or what do you want to be portrayed on your dancers or your cast? And also, uh, for your comfortability. Because yes. that's the thing that I have, like... And, uh, weirdly enough, I've learned this through partnering with people. I started... Uh, learning how to partner with, um, learning how to dance with a partner in, like, high school. Mm -hmm. I was paired with my friend, um, Aaliyah Soler, who's actually a dance teacher here in the city. She was a cheerleader and then, like, went into the music theater world and, like, fell in love. But, like, I was tall. We were, we kind of matched height-wise. Like, we were strong dancers. So we were constantly paired together. So I was paired with a cheerleader that used to be a flyer. Mm -hmm. So 
Leah would go to like uh, half the time when we were first like starting to work together, she would be like, I feel like I'm gonna slip. You're not gripping me tight enough. Are you like just throw me? I'm fine. Like yeah. learning and having that conversation with her, I just got super comfortable. So by the time we partnered with each other on for like four or five musicals. Yeah. So by the time we got certain stuff, I just know I could like walk up and lift her and grab her, toss her, grab her waist, grab her hip, grab her thigh, like whatever was needed. And it was never a problem. Right. And we could be, and again, I don't particularly remember us doing anything particularly sexy. We were definitely on the more sassy end for some of the stuff we did. But I was very comfortable. So when I went to a new partner or in new professional dancers, I had to learn that especially as a male dancer, you cannot grip a certain girl a certain way or you cannot grip at a certain spot. Or, like, I know the train spot is on the hip, specifically on their pelvis, Mm -hmm. like, where there's bone, not on their hips where there's nothing but meat. So, but to grab a woman on her hip, like, I've been in auditions where they're like, oh, you need to, you know, grab your partner, grab here. And again, room for the professionals. The girl, again, if you've been dancing for years, you are well aware of this. And they would be like, I, excuse me, I'm, I'm about to grab your hips. Are you okay with that? She, yeah, t- you're fine. Cool. Have a great time. But I've uh, as many times as I've done that, I've always had the women that I've partnered with come back to me after that and say, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt threatened by you in any way. Like, I didn't feel like, like, you didn't have to. I've been in cases where people don't ask, but like, thank you for not invading my personal space without my permission. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's a little thing that when you start talking about sexy, that gets called into question. Being in, you know, in someone else's face. Not everyone, you know, I constantly think of hip hop videos where girls are practically laying on top of each other or dancing up on a guy that they met four seconds ago before, the, you know, they hit action. You know, or you, you know, you learn choreo for music videos the day before, typically, or yeah. maybe two days before if you're lucky. So the day before, or that morning, let's be for real, sometimes that morning, mm-hmm. you come in, you learn the choreo, so you meet someone, you start, you know, especially you gotta be sexy, you dancing and grinding on this person, it's like, cool, hi, hopefully you know you're great, life's cool, never met you before, I'm gonna have to grind up on you, and then cut to, you know, it's now on videotape and camera, are you okay with that? And again, I think some of it is genre, I think some of it is society, society that we live in, but I just think it's a personal question that has to be asked of a lot of people. Yes. And I think it's something, you know, that's important because some people might sit here and be like, you know, why, why you guys want to talk about this? Why is it important? It's because it is so prevalent right now in our lives with the TV shows and social media and understanding what the difference is and what you're okay with and what age is it, can you actually be sexy and is it really okay? And what works for you? Yeah. I think that's our big one is, again, long, happy, lustrous career, careers. But if you're going into a dance call where you're going to, literally, you're going to be dancing in a bathing suit besides whatever little rap whoever is yeah. in right now, are you okay with that? You might be the greatest hip-hop dancer in the world, but if you're not okay with that, that ain't the gig you should be auditioning for. Right. So I feel the need to bring it up because it's a thing that's happening here in our world today. Mm-hmm. So our, like, our final topic that we kind of want to like squeeze in and talk about, we so we mentioned last week during our shout-outs that me and Danielle both attended a West African dance class. And a part of African dance in general, both specifically West African dance, is an undulation or a thrusting of the hips or the shaking of the butt. 
Yeah. Like, those are just a part of the well, culture. And I had, I had a teacher in college, and she was really wonderful, and um, she taught all sorts of different West African styles, and her father was from West Africa, but she would talk about, you know, a lot of, a lot of African dance movement in, par- movement in particular comes from your kind of your core and your where, especially for a woman, where your, your pelvic area and where your uterus lies. And that's kind of where a lot of your movement comes from. And that creates a sense of sexiness. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really think about it, you break it down on that biological factor. I mean, it's all about wanting to, you know, um, wanting to reproduce and be with someone. Be so around the lady a parts. lot of like a lot of that really comes from this movement. But something that Tony and I witnessed in class that we thought was really interesting wanted to bring up in this episode, as we've talked about the why behind sexy, what does it mean? How can you tell the difference? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is also that sexy, I think Clothes don't always yes, matter. Yes, I was going to say, we equation. mentioned this in the beginning of the episode about the crop tops and the shorts and the oh. no shirts and the bras, but not wearing clothes does not mean you're sexy. And again, mm-hmm. that also all goes into well, what does sexy mean and what does it mean to you? But this whole idea of like, if I show up to an audition in a crop top and booty shorts, I'm sexy. Or if I show up in, you know, a pair of low rise sweatpants and no shirt, I'm sexy. But sexy movement creating that atmosphere has nothing to do about the clothes you wear it's about the way you dance and how you move your body and what you create with your body and Tony and I were very quick to notice you know what there is a lot of movement in West African that's considered more sexy and sexualized and yet everyone has full clothes on yeah and you still look sexy and I because I noticed this uh so as it's common in most classes the men go last and across the floor so as we were going across the floor I like but seeing all the groups, and I was like, I told Danielle, I was like, I saw, like, only two sports bras. And honestly, yeah. they didn't start class that way. I think they just ended that way because it was so hot and we were moving. Like, so people were sweating. And so they just kind of end up in, in, in yeah, sports bras. Yeah, that definitely happens, for sure. But I was just like, no one, like, no one's naked. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, but every time I go take jazz, every time I go take hip-hop... And it's there's not so even, lack of. There's just a lack right. of clothing, and it's and I'm not like, even like it's not, like I've I've been in classes. I more so do this in yoga, but I've done it in dance a couple times. But I usually this happens to me in yoga, and I've seen it happen to other people where like I start my class in my shorts or my leggings and a tank top with a sports bra, and I get really hot. And toward the end of class, I take off my tank top and I just have my sports bra on. That's fine, but That's a lot fine. of times, when you well, you'll start go class, exactly. You'll go into jazz full, or hip hop, full makeup. Mm. Full hair done, then you know in, in a in a set outfit to be recorded or to like you look like you're going to an audition, right? Doll, a doll, dolled up, and that's what I'm like. But it just also like there are these people where's who are the like, disconnect? I'm gonna go into this, you know, this commercial jazz or jazz fun class in my sports bra or my no shirt on, and I'm gonna be so sexy. But again, sexy is not about I'm what be you sexy. I'm gonna get noticed because they're the really ones pushing right. the front, of and class. that's totally true. But but again, that's also recognizing and realizing what does sexy mean? How can you use it? And how can like how can you be sexy without the lack of clothing? And that comes with maturity and realizing what it means and what it means to you and everything we talked about. But it's just a point we wanted to make that all just because somebody's not wearing clothes does not mean they're better, a better dancer or performer, mm-hmm. does not mean they understand sex better and does not know that mean that they know how to be sexy. 
or this is from some movie, most likely the 80s. I can't remember specifically which one, but it says, the clothes don't make the man. The man makes the clothes. Yep. And that is just, that is just what I think. Like, I think it is possible to be just as sexy and a full-length ball gown, you know, or a, fr- a frock, you know, a potato sack frock than you can be, you know, in a sports bra and a thong or a leotard. So I think it's just, again, a very complicated situation that could be easily answered by your own questions and research. Yes. So yeah, we just really want to touch on that one. So that being said, let's hop right along to our class shout outs. But this time, we don't want to shout out a specific class. We want to shout out a program that Danielle worked. Yeah, so I recently just got back from um, Broadway in the Mountains, which is a smaller boutique style uh, theater intensive in Hunter Mountain, New York. Um, And I actually work exclusively with this um, this company that came in and kind of did a sister program, they're called iMusical, and they are actually from Shanghai, China. Nice. And so it was a group of 19 preteen and teenagers from Shanghai. I think the, the youngest we had was nine years old, and the oldest we had was 16. Nice. And they're really phenomenal kids, and they're the owner of their um, program in Shanghai. Her name's Audrey. She came over. And I worked with her, and I also worked with um, a woman, Ann Cooley, who is a phenomenal director and choreographer, and she used to be a Rockette and was the resident director of the Rockettes for 10 years and just directs and choreographs all over now, and she's done work with them in Shanghai as well. Um, But I wanted to shout them out because it was a really cool experience. I've never worked with a group of kids, a group of international kids like that before, completely from another country, um, really kind of learning about their culture, how they do theater, what they're interested in, was just really interesting. So, yeah, that was a great time. Nice. Anything? Mm, Anything fun that I've done? No. Honestly, if anything, I probably need to go back and listen to last week's episode or the week before about backsliding. (laughs) Because I've kind of been there. I have been going to the gym so, you know, I will say we've shout out before, kind of like the cross training. So I have kept up with my gym visits and going to class, but mm, nothing this week. Well, right. fair. That's it for us, guys. The curtain has closed on this episode, and we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex.